When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome back to the boys of 161st Street. Spring training baseball has officially arrived. We are just about a month away from the regular season. Roll calls are being recorded. Pitch clock is happening. People are getting called out. Games are ending on violations. We'll talk about all that. Stanton's ranking in the top 100. Do we think that's accurate? Clark Schmidt has a new cutter, but before we get into all that jazz, how are we doing? Fantastic. Why fantastic? The, the baseball buzz in the air. And I'm like the first time I've been actually excited to for the season to start. You feel it? I feel it in the air. Spring training started. I keep forgetting that we have the World Baseball Classic in like a week. Oh. That's like just kind of like every, I'm re-reminded. Yeah, I'm excited for the World Baseball Classic. I'm like oddly not ready for the Yankee season yet. I'm like excited and ready, but I haven't I haven't got that feeling yet. I agree. I, I had a little bit of a spark when Volpe had his debut the other day. Had an awesome you know, double, two stolen bases. But I have I'm not I'm not there yet. I, yeah. I'm still hurt. I'm hurt from last season. So, I'm, and I'm hurt oh, from, come on. Oh, I'm so over, Get it. over I'm it, over the loss. I'm tired of being hurt. Okay, so stop. That sounds like a you problem. Yeah. Okay, the rest problem. of us are over it. Murph, are you over it? <laughs> I'm over it, definitely. Oh, I'm not. I'm not yeah, like feeling not 100% like, back, but it's not like I, 2019. I it's not like 2019 where we got cucked on like a walk off home run. We got our fucking asses kicked. So it's just like, man. So we never really, really had it. I, I took so more was, time to get over that 2019 because we were so close than it was for well, last year. Yeah, but it's well, easier yeah, but to look forward to the next year when you're yeah, picked away. You're like, we were so close, and then like this year was like holy shit, and then we basically returned the same team. But like, that's where I'm not with you because I I don't I don't know, you know we the, everything that we wanted in the offseason seemed like happened for the most part. We re-signed Judge, we re-signed Rodon, or we signed Rodon. We really didn't get any worse by any means. We were never, never going to find anybody worse. better than Rodon and Judge. Never said we got worse. I'm just saying. I mean, it's a lot. It's very big dependent on if they even play the younger guys and if they do how they do which is exciting that's the most exciting part to me this is the first time in a while i've been excited about our young guys <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no honestly they, they've been playing well first game back i didn't have a chance to watch all the games <clears throat> but obviously seeing uh the first game having dominguez go yard was pretty cool i know chandler you mentioned his swing and i didn't re- reply to you in the group chat because i was a little bit upset about the comment but you said his swing looked like <laughs> gary sanchez right handed swing you know but i know what you mean by it though it, it the way he like kind of 
it was almost helicopter almost miggy like in the way that he helicoptered it on and like kind of he didn't pimp the home run but he he like helicoptered it over with the with the one hand so it was like a more upright like a more upright gary sanchez was very squatted on his knees it was like a little more upright gary sanchez from the right side and it kind of gave me flashbacks which is totally not fair to him but it kind of scared me yeah no i saw it too but uh speaking of which is gary sanchez even on a team he's a yankee can what? we talk about that actually? Is he? That's no, a good no, 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 no. But but people because he posted like a bunch of workout videos of him in Yankee gear, and everybody was like, honestly, like backup catcher Gary Sanchez, give him like a one year contract. Dude. That's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. Like, what are you guys talking about? Austin it's Wells right now is better than Gary Sanchez is. I Dude, Ben Roadvert is better. That might be a stretch, but well, he's, he's, he has his one arm maybe. Yeah, didn't he lacerate his kidney or something? I don't know. He's, I would he's take a lacerated kidney and Roadbird over Gary Sanchez again. It's it's annoying because I was I was excited about Ben Roadhouse. We we've made that nickname for him and everything. Couldn't use it once, and now I don't think he's ever gonna play baseball again. Has I he even never, played never. in a game? I don't think so. No. Like even spring training? Oh, no, 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 I don't think so. Because he's been playing the whole time, and then he's already. I know he hasn't played regular season, but I think he played like high a, like high A for like a week or two on a rehab stint, and then got hurt again. So he's never put on pinstripes no. on, on a baseball diamond. Basically. No, I don't think he I ever mean, will. we pretty much have our one-two punch. I don't think that anything's going to change there unless Wells forces his way up, but he's hurt too right now. So, How many years do you think Higgy's going to play? Before we get into the topics, how many, how, what do you think of the final tenure of Kyle Higashioka and, and pinstripes will be? It's already like 13 what's, years at this point. Solid 20. Here? You think 20 years? I, th- I think... Hot take here. I think he breaks the record for longest Yankee tenure. <laughs> I think he's gonna he's gonna become like a bench coach and then a front office guy. Well, that that's, yeah, that's after like seventy. I think he's got one more year. What? Yeah, that's probably true. He's expensive. He's an <laughs> expensive true. backup. Catcher. Romine all over again. You think he's gonna have the like craziest beard ever, like Romine did when he switched over to the Tigers? Oh. Um, it's always it's the people you don't like, expect. I actually did recently. Did, did just you see, see uh, Castro? Yeah. Dude, Castro just grew like dreads and a full beard. I didn't recognize him at all. I didn't. I had to check the comments to see who it was because I was like, "Is that really yeah. Castro?" He had the same thing on the Mets, didn't he? Yeah, but like it, it was how fast he did it, and I also somehow didn't realize that he went to Arizona. So I, I was like, "Who?" Yeah. He looks good. Did a triple take on Chapman. I don't know. Why? Speaking of facial yeah. hair, Mr. Rodon's mustache looks fantastic. Oh yeah, yeah, it does look fantastic. The mustache is—I love that. Even though Carpenter's not coming back, like the mustaches are still coming back. Yeah. Which I want to—I want to unpack that a little bit more about the people that are changing teams because we got our first look at all of those, and I just wanted to say one—I'm upset about Carpenter being on the Padres. Didn't know about that. I didn't. I honestly kind of like removed myself from. A little bit of free agency. Like, now I'm, I'm excited to get back into it. Play will be the show. See who's on what team now. But like, very upset about Carpenter. Very happy for him because he's on probably the team that's going to make the World Series. I mean, the Padres are loaded, but they're probably going to find a way to miss the, the playoffs again. But uh, also, Chad Green looks like he's always been on the Blue Jays. Oh, I disagree. I think he I, looks I, like a kid playing dress up on the Blue Jays. I don't agree. I think he looks like he he looks so natural in a Blue Jays uniform. I just feel like he's always I been think, there. I uh, think I think J-Mo looks more natural in a Cubs. Oh yeah, for uniform. sure. J-Mo definitely in a Cubs. Yeah, it might be the pinstripes that is just a good transition, but he looks very very natural in that jersey. Eye for design, Damon. <laughs> there you go, buddy. I want to see the rest of them. 
I, I think Benintendi in a White Sox just looks something. Something's off there. I don't know. Yeah, I, that was the one I had a double take. He needs a he needs a girl like a beard. The a only beard uniform that Benintendi's looked natural in was a Red Sox uniform. As much yeah. as I hate to say it, everything when he was a Royal. I mean, the Royals uniform I feel like looks good on anybody except for Chapman. And like, like I feel like he rocked the Royals pretty. I'm not he, saying he, he didn't more. look like natural, or I'm not saying he didn't look good in it. I'm just saying he didn't look natural. Like he's a Red Sox. I know, you know, he is a Red Sox, but I think that the White Sox, his like White Sox looks less normal than the Royals. I don't know. This is a ridiculous conversation. But... It is, but no, it's not. <laughs> it last, is very ridiculous. Last thing on, to button up this: What team is Marwin playing for? In the Japan League, that's where Yoshida played. Good for him. Yeah, that's also. You think he's going to be yeah. a star there? No, he won't. No, nah, he will. No, he won't. Any but yeah. any like buddy who's played in the MLB is a big deal there. Sure. He'll, be. he'll be a big deal he's not gonna be a star he's fucking like 40 <laughs> now he's terrible he's so bad no all the comments on this post is who's on the last slide and it's just it's miguel castro <laughs> dude do you remember he looks real so quick? Different. do you remember marwin gonzalez last year it was like a running joke it was like yeah marwin gonzalez hasn't gotten a hit since the first inning in june and this was in like <laughs> september and it was just compounded every week yeah He's not going to be a star for the Buffaloes. Speaking of which, before we move on, uh, you mentioned Chapman being in the Royals uniform. So did you guys see the I know he slipped that. and fell and he like hurt his his tooth or something or just yeah. one of those classic Chapman injuries that just don't happen on the field. Like for us, we, we saw many times, but the most recent one was he got a tattoo and he got infected. <laughs> and, and this time he did. Do you know exactly what happened, Murph? No, no idea. I know Chandler does. Chandler, what happened? Oh, he literally just slipped walking in his house and like broke his teeth and had needed like mouth surgery and stitches and shit. That's fantastic. Uh, good for him. You guys got a good one, Royals. He'll be he'll be really really. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna be the best ability. The best ability. Can we do over ability. under five saves for him this year. That'd be a fun one. Can we actually keep track of these this time? We always say that. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna create a Slack channel of the over unders. There, there is one. We just have we have a it. Slack channel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So over under five saves. Over under. Will we keep track of these? Yes, All right. Sure. Enough. I'm gonna keep track of them. Over that, under that's five my, saves. We keep track of. That's the New five Year's resolution. A, five saves is a ridiculous stat. He's gonna if he's he's gonna get over five saves. I would say. That yeah, but that you also have to play. And I was definitely joking about five, but you also like. Pete gets hurt again or has some weird crazy contract thing or isn't the closer. I don't know. I would I'll put set... it at 18 and a half. Starting off with mouth surgery, I'm going to go on there. How many did he have last year? That's this important. Point. This is important. I mean, he missed like half the year and Clay Holmes was our closer even when he got back. So, so I think the line could be probably around that then. That's what I'm saying. But he's going to be the guy in Kansas City, That's which is true. why he went there. But he's going to have sure less opportunities. Yeah, I mean, we're talking at least – He's going to have some kind of suspension, I'm sure. <laughs> Over, under 14 and a half. What are we taking? Under. Over. Under. All right. I think he's going to have like 19. I think but he might like pick a, 19 innings. He's going to have 19 saves, but he's going to have like a 4-9 ERA because it's for the Royals. So he's just he's going to be like 19 of like 32. Murphy said under. Yeah. All right, our first water bet has been entered. 
Um, all right, moving on. Before we get into the new rules, I wanted to just this is because this is a little bit of an older conversation. So uh, since we haven't done a recent podcast, I wanted to address this. I saw the the MLB Top 100 come out, and Judges two, Coles 37, Rodon 38. It's nice and back to back. Uh, kind of a little bit of a fall from grace from Cole. I'm pretty sure he was way higher last year, so that's a little bit upsetting to see. But nonetheless, happy to see Rodon there next to him. Rizzo, 74. I feel like that's pretty accurate. Uh, Cort- Nestor Cortez, 91. I think all of those are pretty accurate, aside from Judge should be one, not two. Fuck Shohei Itani. Um, But Giancarlo Stanton coming in at number 100 on the dot, and then it will, it will be top 100. So I, I, I've been looking at this for a while. And I was just wondering, is this like completely accurate? Because I could go both ways. I could go completely accurate or wildly disrespectful to Giancarlo Stanton. I wanted to hear your take on it. I, I would be both. curious to see where DJ and Sevi put would place on that list. Not in the top one. I'm talking about Stanton here. No, I know. Off the bat, I would say yeah, hundred's probably pretty fair. But then you think about the Yankees that were left off the list and is stanton really better than dj i don't know and if you obviously hard to compare pitchers to position players but i would argue that Sevy's probably better than stanton too and i mean it's hard so you sound like you're fully on board that 100 is at least at least fair if not too high yeah considering the other snub john carlos entering his (laughs) sixth year as a yankee i mean if you want to go based off last year where he was hurt fine but if you look at his whole body work six years he's played 448 games that's including the covid year uh 111 home runs 300 rbis 255 345 54 slash line that's 840 ops 129 ops plus and an almost 10 war and hit 30 home runs in three of the five seasons it's pretty good and one of the seasons was 60 games and he missed part of it who are like 95 through 99 on that list? Do you have it? <laughs> no. I, Murph's like, I need to know like 91, 92, and then like all yeah. the honorable it's mentions. Fair, though. It's Who fair, is 16? Though. So look, yeah, 16 is important. Look at look those up and get back to us. I, I agree with you. I, I think I think 100 is fair, but like there are times where, I mean, Stanton, it doesn't change the fact that Stanton as a person is still like that big, bad Stanton. I think they still treat him as such. I mean, obviously he, hit like 200 this year a little hurt but you have to consider that he's the best ability is availability like i said before but who's also a dh that's that was what i was gonna say too yeah he's he's he doesn't play the field he didn't hit for average very well not even that many home runs so i don't know i don't care if if you're basing it solely off last year that's fine but i i i think a healthy what it is yeah, he was I ranked sixty-one the year before. That's a that's a big fall. That's a big fall for after and last. That's, year. I mean, that's health, and I think sixty-one's probably about where a healthy Stanton should be, factoring that he's a DH and all that. I mean, when I, when he's hot, one... he, he is the he can carry one series. of the best. Huh? Yeah, he's one of the top ten hitters in baseball when he's hot. When he's not, you know, we've all seen it. But like he he's a streaky player. That's who he is. But I mean. I'd be His curious highs are to very, see. Very high. Yeah, I'd be curious to see the the other movers. Like we, I know Judge was not even not very close. I think he was outside the top ten, and they they always said that thing. I actually remember watching this. I think it was with you, Damon. They were they were talking about 
the classic, oh, you know, if he's healthy, he's top he's top five. Now he's top two because he did what he did last year. But um curious, Murph, do you have it up? He was 11 last year. Yeah, so see that? Not just a hat rack outside the top 10. Um, what was Garrett Cole? 30, so you said he was 30-something? He's 37 now. 30, he was 16. See, that's a big mover, too. People are talking. For someone like, for someone like Don was not ranked last year. That's pretty cool. That's that's surprising. He didn't really. He he's dominant on the White Sox, and then yeah, he's had and also Danby Swanson, just because he's next to it, wasn't ranked last year. Like, you know, there there are a lot of good players outside of this top one. I think Rodon might be a little overrated going into this year in a Ooh. weird way. I think that's fair to say. Unpack I, like. I mean, unlike the MLB shredder and shit, they have him as like the third best pitcher, if I'm not mistaken, in baseball. I love Rodon. I think he's an amazing sign. I think he's an ace of pretty much every staff. I think he's a co-ace with Garrett Cole on this staff. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying, I mean, there's a lot of like hype surrounding him. I'm curious if that hype would still be there if he didn't sign this contract with the Yankees. Like, what if he went back to San Francisco? Would he still be three? Like, I, I don't think he is. I think the fact that he's coming to New York to play in this market and all the hype surrounding him has a little to do with that ranking. And I'm not shitting on Rodon. I think he's going to be one of the best pitchers in the American League. I think he's going to be a Cy Young like maybe not a finalist, but he'll be in the running for a large part of the year. I'm just saying they're acting like he has like a 10 year track record of dominance, but it's really only been two or three years. He's had a lot of injuries stuff. That's brought other people down. I, I don't want to get my hopes sky high for Carlos. Like the way people are talking is that he should be a Cy Young favorite, like one, two. I don't know that I necessarily agree with that. I think he's a top 10 pitcher. I think that's about where I would end that. You mentioned you mentioned the the shredder list. Uh, that also did not include Cole in the top ten, which that was I'm, the worst list I've ever. It seen. It was a really bad list. What, that was the shredder list, right? It was the MLB Network top ten at the position. Yeah, I'm not putting a lot of stock in that, but would you consider Cole to be inside the top ten? Because there were some damn good pitchers in that list, and I don't know. I, I might consider him around 10, to be honest. There's there's a lot of really good pitchers in the league. Oh, I remember <clears throat> Julio Urias was 10 on that list, and I think Cole was definitely better than him. Yeah. And I, I, think, well, I think Urias was I don't even think McClanahan was on that list. McClanahan like, wasn't on there. Um, there was a, a Manoa wasn't on there, I don't think. It was a bad I think, list. I think but, Cole's better than Manoa. Yeah. Just interesting. Rodon, like you said, was very high on that list and i don't know i i hope that's not the case but i i agree i think oh no he, no no if, yeah i know don't if, get me wrong. if he went to a different team i totally think he would not be i think he would still be ranked pretty high uh i don't think number three on that list maybe like eight he has had two dominant years back to back so and he and he played in two pretty big markets giants bigger than the white Sox, i'd say but it's not like he's like a Frankie Montas or a Sonny Gray coming from the from the A's, so I'm not worried about that. Uh, speaking of Frankie Montas, smell you later. We haven't talked about that yet, but he's out for the year. And can I say really quick? I don't expect him to just come over here and toss up like an absolute dud. I'm just saying I don't know that I'm ready to include him in the echelon of pitchers that is that top three of like Sandy Alcantara and 
to, you know, no, neither am I. I don't know who was two, but I'm just saying, you know, I, I, I think Alcantara was six on that list. I would, I just, I would argue two. Alcantara is one or two with, with Corbin Burns. I'll put this. You have, you have your tier one guys, like the Verlanders and Alcantara and all that. Right. But I would put Rodon as like a very high tier two guy. Is that fair? And where would you put Cole? I would put him at a fringe one, two. Now let me ask you a question, and this is kind of uh, segueing into the into the pitch clock stuff because we've seen our first glimpse of the pitch clock. Um, my immediate thoughts are not great stuff about it. Not really happy about it. Curious what you guys think. But before we get there um, and unpacking our thoughts on it, I, I was just curious: Do you think there's going to be any impact, feelings aside about the rule, on run production on like? hits in the game like just because you know pitchers are working faster some ones that usually don't work fast like obviously we all saw the video of max scherzer striking out a guy in 27 seconds total so the 15 second pitch clock isn't really going to affect him Um, but for the guys that work a little slower are those guys going to be forced to work faster they are obviously going to have to pitch faster is that going to impact their command or their control damon um and <laughs> that's important questions and Damn also right. does that give the uh advantage to the hitter because the pitcher is going to make more mistakes they're rushed more hits in the game more runs i don't know how big the impact may be and i know they've done like studies of like all this in the minors but i'm just curious at a glance it does seem like it will increase offense it'll increase hits to to boot also you know the shift being banned i think we're in for a year of a lot more hits, so I'm excited for that. Well, you got to like... figure the batters are rushing their process too. Yeah, so. yeah, that's, that's what I was about to say. But it, it's I a double edged like sword. Sh- yeah, I think early on, you know, you might see some pitchers or hitters uncomfortable with it, you know, especially in spring training. But by the time it's like the middle of the season, it's going to be a routine. Um, and I think at that point, it's not really going to change too much as far as hits, balls, and play. Yeah, I mean, it's an adjustment period for both sides, right? I mean, I I think that – I don't know if this was a recent video or not, but I saw something where – was it the one where the game got got called? I think that was because – that was on the batter. It wasn't on the pitcher. It was because the batter – Yeah, it took too much time getting in the box. So, again, that's that's an example of something that's the – obviously, the pitcher was ready for that scenario. But, you know, if you're a guy like Scherzer who works fast, the batter are used to that already. They're used to a person working fast. So, you know, I think, why it, I think it's, it's going to yeah. depend. I think the batter has the advantage in that. Oh, just all else equal, just take an average of both. They're obviously, like you said, people who work faster in either respect. Yeah. Machado is going to start pretty much every countdown 101. Like he's, he's said that already <laughs> because he just can't yeah. get in the box. But I just think more often than not, it's going to take more of a toll on, on the pitcher. So well, have you seen uh, yeah, the stats side by side? It's almost so they had the minor league uh, like aggregate data over years, and the offensive output and the pitcher output is almost identical. It's like yeah, nothing significant. So just I, I just think, wanted to shout it because I think there's it there is implications, and I'm curious. I did see the same data, so I I, I feel like it's cool. probably not going to have a huge impact because, like you said, both sides, but. Something I thought. Here's what it will impact, though, because correct me if I'm wrong. I think they can only have two pickoffs per batter. That was right? the other rule too. Yeah, so two pickoffs so, per batter. There's yeah, a- pair that with the bigger bases, and you know, you're going to have a guy in your roster that can steal a base 
you know, way you that's a bigger Are you given, I guess, than it used to be. Like the, the odds of somebody who's a good base stealer being able to actually take that base, even when it's expected, is now going to be way in play. Are you suggesting the Aaron Hicks 30-30 season is back on? No. Whoa. Hey, he's he he due for a comeback stupid, season. Man. Like, anybody who's a fan of baseball doesn't mind spending an extra 30 minutes watching the game. No. Like, I like honest, long baseball games. I enjoy it. It gives me something. It takes up my night. I sit there and hang out. I'm, I'm more... I feel like the pickoff rule, like, that affects the game so much more than the pitch clock like the pick yeah. the pickoff rules it's a big part of the game it's like the game inside the game it's the it's the mental aspect of you know if, if guy picks off twice like that lead from first base is going to be fucking massive like yeah, what, i'm not, what, how, I'm not like, how is that gonna that. work i'm not happy about that because that's a guarantee like they're going to steal on that third pitch maybe you just pitch out instead and actually no they, they can combat that with a pitch out so i i don't think I think we're going to see more pitch outs. I haven't seen a pitch out in fucking years. So I yeah, think that I mean, means he stole second on a pitch out the other did day. He? Mm-hmm. Is it because of the two throwovers? I don't know. I just saw the pitch out and he beat it. But you know, that, that was, that is the direct, like I was, I didn't think about pitch outs for a second. Cause I'm not in the baseball mindset right now, but I, at first thought I was like, they're just going to steal every fucking time. But yeah, I mean, still it's another advantage of the offense though. I mean, the shift is going to be the biggest impact to all the, to to the more offense by far. I disagree. I don't think the shift's going to play that big of a role. I, on the shift note, I am interested. I, I watched uh, the Pardon My Take podcast. They uh, they had an interview with Christian Yelich talking about some of the new rules, and he was saying a lot of things that we've already started to see. And um, just in spring training, I forget who it was, but somebody was playing. You have to be on the dirt when the pitch is delivered. So somebody was playing, it was an infielder, I really forget who it was, uh, was on the outfield grass, and then when the pitch was delivered, they like their creep-up step was onto the dirt. So like you're going to see that. Was that Harrison did that? It was probably, I think it was Josh Harrison, yeah. So it, it's you're going to see that. You're going to see, I'm pretty sure it's legal that you can send somebody in motion. Like you have to be beyond the base when the pitch is delivered, but you can start running to the other side, so you're going to see that. You're going to see teams like the Rays for sure doing that. And another thing, too, that he mentioned that I didn't think about is you can't – and we we thought – we talked about this, too, with the, when we were even considering or they were talking about the shift being removed, is it's way harder to police shift rules and, like, lines in the outfield. So when there's a guy like a Joey Gallo up like that, and it's way easier to predict to – combat that in the infield because it's just second base left side or right side of that but in the outfield Yelich was saying that you might see a left fielder or a left center fielder and a right center fielder and then one of the field one of the outfielders that was supposed to be in left or right or center field is just going to play where that shift man would have been on the infield on like the right side or something like that but he's on he's like just beyond the right side of the infield on the, on the grass so there are ways around it and you're gonna there's just you know, when you when you put a rule in like this, just people are going to get creative, and there are holes for it. But you know, anything's better than what the fuck we saw before, because you had six or seven guys creating a wall for Joey Gallo, and um, yeah. I don't know. I just like how many uh, how many hits of over the course of the season are taken away. That's that's what I I'm think thinking. Of. Like it, 
you watch it in practice and you know we'll be watching a game and Rizzo's a good example hit a just missile to right field the whoever shortstop second base is playing like shallow right field basically makes a nice routine catch but we only notice it because we're like wow fuck like that is ridiculous but I mean seriously though how many times in a season does that happen five or six maybe like five extra hits I've I've been upset at least 36 times yeah, I've I can count that. Seen, I've personally seen him upset about thirty six times as well. Yeah, I the line drives think. up the middle get me so fucking upset. They you make know, me mad. You know, too, wait, but... on, to contrast that, watching the games, I have seen a few that have gone in between the second baseman, the like the true position where the second baseman would play, like we were taught to play, and the first baseman right through the, like a classic textbook. The good single, old days. And the good old days are back. I think, and that got me like actually <laughs> so excited. Like seeing that get through and seeing a second baseman dive after a ball and come up just short of it got me so pumped. <laughs> like that's that's truly <laughs> where you should be playing your position. And we've said this time and time again. So I guess we'll just unpack all the reasons why the shift sucks <laughs> because there like it just makes the defenses play defense and the athletic defenders are allowed to flourish. Like you can see and Dralton Simmons or somebody make a wild play and like that kind of thing will happen a lot more versus just being able to plop, you know, Pablo Sandoval in a spot where the ball is going to be. He's going to make the same fucking play that Andrelton Simmons is. So you're going to see people are going to get exposed and people are going to be showing like flash and leather. And I'm really excited for it. I'm here for it. It's true. I'm just saying, I don't think the, and I think it'll affect maybe individual players. I think the overall stat, like batting stats as a league aren't going to change that much. If at all, I think for some, you're going to see drastic. Like the you ones will, that but, were really shifted on, I think you are. Well, to, I'm just saying as a whole, because combat that with the balls that are hit or that should be hit. Not shouldn't be hit. Excuse me. I don't know what I'm trying to say. The complete opposite of that. Like somebody hits a ball that shouldn't be a hit, but like bunt double down the third baseline. Like those are now taken away. So I just think really it's going to happen that much. You think it's going to even itself out? I think it's going to even itself out. I hope so I have something on that. This <clears throat> article from MLB, but it's saying shift restrictions increase batting average and decrease strikeouts in the minors while giving players more opportunities to show off their athleticism. But there's no like percentage with that. So I'm curious. Yeah. I I thought there was going to be a percentage. I think that'll have way more of an impact on offense than, like Damon said to start this conversation, than the the pitch clock stuff. So let me get your guys' take on pitch clock in general. Do you like, because I honestly, I I was shocked to see that people were commenting on posts about the pitch clock and saying that they love it. Like I've saw people that love it. Obviously there's people that hate it. I am leaning more towards the hate it side, but I was talking with you guys in the group chat and I was like, Huh, I'm gonna have to have a think about this one and, and really unpack this. I had a couple beers and I thought about it. I hate it. So I'm curious what you guys think. I absolutely hate it. I can't fucking stand it. I think it's ridiculous. The, the- I, clean sweep, Damon. I don't like it, but I think that I think that we're gonna be I think we're gonna not care about it very soon. Does that make sense? I don't yeah, care that- about it. Like it's, it's not the first thing that keeps me up at night, and I don't think there's going to be just pitch clock violations left and right. But I think it's right, an that's unnecessary. I don't think it's going to impact us that much. It, I, I agree. I don't. I think it's unnecessary. I think it's stupid. I I, I know there were there's a bunch of 
the jokes were funny though when they had like the new pitch <laughs> new pitch clock display behind the the batter's box and it was like this fucking huge thing that took up the whole screen uh, like that, that anxiety. That, it's just funny like, i hate that i don't show it to me i don't want to see it the pitcher They're doesn't want to see that yeah i on the screen especially there was literally like the little scoreboard display i i'm not i'm sitting on my couch i was having a beer i was as relaxed as ever and I got stressed out seeing that. I was like, throw, throw the ball, throw the ball, <laughs> like, do it already. And it just was, it was not fun. I think if we're doing one thing, if it's here and it's potentially here to stay, I hope not. But if it's here at all, it has to be turned off in the ninth inning and beyond. Like, they cannot, that, cool. yeah. they can't decide a game because we saw it literally decide a game. Yes. Yeah. That, that can't ever be a thing. It's going to be here to stay. I'm sad. I, I'm interested to see a few things, how it works in the rain. When guys are struggling to get a grip on the ball yeah. and they're doing stuff like that, I'm interested, or bat, vice versa. I think the fact that the batter has to be looking the pitcher in the eyes at eight seconds is fucking retarded. Excuse me, that's, that's not politically correct, but I think it's ridiculous. Like, how are you going to police that? And why does that matter? Like, if he's not staring at the pitcher eight seconds, then that's his fucking problem. Also, another thing too with the timing of everything. If they're in, if their entire premise of the including this rule is speeding up games, which we have seen the the data like the games have averaged like two hours and twenty minutes, which is way shorter than a regular game. So that is working. But also, when you have these these uh, violations of the clock, that takes longer than the pitcher actually pitching. Like if they were to do their normal thing and throw in maybe let's call it 20, 25 seconds, taking their time. You saying that that was a pitch clock violation, like actually do like saying, Oh, pitch clock violation that you stop the game, you go do it again. He gets set up again. That adds more time to the game than actually letting the pitcher pitch at their normal pace. So that I think is counterproductive. And I think that obviously, you know, I don't think that'll happen all the time. And I think the, the net effect will be that the game time is shorter, which any true baseball fan doesn't really want it to be shorter. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself for a large portion of the day now. Like I, I enjoyed spending three, four hours on a couch, and now we have this rule that speeds the game up, and the runner on second rule and extra innings. And do is there any like is there any like stats from the minor leagues that suggest that it actually speeds the game up a lot? Yeah, oh, yeah. It's, um, it's like the cheating, average like... game reduced by 25 minutes last year. Really. Also, twenty six percent increase in stolen base attempts. Really, I like that though. I like the more stolen bases. I think well, that's, that's what that is. Thing. You can't look over. Pickoff thing. It's easier, easier time, easier time up too. Yeah, you know exactly when he has to pitch. That's a good point. It's like the snap. It's like a defensive player getting ready to go sack the QB. I mean, yeah, yeah. and that's why I think that's why they have to be in there with eight seconds left, just to try to mitigate that timing it up you're right because then you, then you have eight seconds to dictate when you're gonna go or not but i, I don't mean, mind the eight, i don't mind the eight second like it's not the fact I, it pisses me off that they have to do the eight second thing because it shouldn't matter if the batter's looking at them if they have this set amount of time if you're not fucking ready and the pitcher pitches it's a strike anyway and you get they have to, well, i thought they just had to be in the box no they have Did to they? be looking at the pitcher oh. or it's a strike so like yeah, that needs to go like the pitcher has this set amount of time anyway. It's a strike if you're not looking, and he throws it down the middle. And it's a strike if you're not looking at him. So what's the difference? Because they started it in spring training as this sort of grace period to like tweak it. Maybe that'll be one of the tweaks because we already saw that end of game. 
Yeah, I think that our, I think seeing it end a game, I'm happy it happened now because they at least they and that's it. They're working out the kinks. I think that is enough for them to be like, all right, ninth inning, let's let's call it out. That and the extra innings, we're not going to do that. Um, I when you said eight seconds, I thought you meant the pitchers just should probably deliver the pitch before the buzzer of the 15 seconds because you don't want the runner to know exactly when you're going to throw it. Like if you're always pressing ready up right up against the 15 second mark, then like Damon said, you can straight up, you know, when the, the quarterback's going to call hike and you can go on that and that would increase stolen bases like we saw in the minors. So I don't know it, it that would be, I'm curious to see what, um, what our, our good pal Nestor is. Nestor likes to mess with hitters timing and all that stuff. I th- you think he's going to do like, one time he's going to go all the way to the full 15. Another time he's got, I mean, he already does that. He quick pitches people. So I think that's going to be interesting. I think a lot of people are going to do you that. You just have to be in your windup when the clock hits zero. You don't have to, be, the pitch doesn't that's have to be true. delivered. So do you, can do you st- think this is an added wrinkle to his game then? He's going to th- throw not only quick pitch, but like he might quick pitch in terms of how many seconds he even starts his windup. I think this adds another wrinkle to his game. Nestor's been an MVP this year. I don't know. <laughs> Is that a no? <laughs> no. <laughs> if there's or anybody equipped against. to add add uh, add something, add an aspect to his game from this rule, I think it's him. I don't know. That's probably the one. There's a lot of dumb fucking rules that they've added over the last. Like the runner on second is just the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. But I think I hate the pitch clock more than that. I, I do too. too. I'm I. I'm very worried about how Cole is going to handle this. I agree. Like, I just feel like he's a very methodical. Is the word metho- yeah, methodical. Perfect, perfect word. I thought you were going to say And this. I just feel like this is the kind of thing that's just going to get in the back of his mind. And like, I don't know. Yeah, he's a mental midget. And I mean, he's going to he's going to blow up the first midget. game. He's going to have a terrible first game and blame it on the pitch clock. Be like, ah, I just didn't I didn't see it coming. And I uh, really threw me off my game. We sound like we hate Cole. We don't. We are all very high on Cole. He's great. He's a very good pitcher. Um, but I, I really genuinely do believe that this is going to impact him a ton. Like I think I, he's going to have the wor- worst time adjusting to this. It's being told it's he just, can't. It just seems like something that would impact him for no reason. Like I just, yeah. It's it's the uh, it's the being told you can't thing is it makes you want to do it more. So he's gonna take some more time. So um, yeah. <laughs> um, anything else you guys want to chat about? Oh, Clark Schmidt. That's also what I wanted to talk about. Clark Schmidt. Um, apparently, not apparently, he has a new cutter, and we got some data on that cutter. It looked like it was carving up some people on the uh, on the Braves, but uh, Chandler, what was exactly? We got the RPMs on that. What was that? Uh, it was him, basically him and the. It was within ten, but um, it was him good. And Corbin Burns <laughs> have the uh, basically the same spin rate on their cutters, which is very encouraging sign, especially for a guy that just developed and started using it. So, and I one thing I want to note on Clark Schmidt is I think all the moving him back and forth from the bullpen has been his detriment and his downfall. I mean, look back, shit, twenty nineteen. He was our number one pitching prospect, him and Devi, Davey, whatever. And he was supposed to be this guy that was going to come in and be a two, three starter at a very high level one. 
when you fuck with a guy's routine and his makeup and try and force him into the bullpen, I mean, it's you have no idea how he's going to respond. His major league debut, he's a starter, never thrown an inning in relief, and you toss him in bases loaded, nobody out. And he got shelled, and I, I just don't think he's suited for a reliever. I think his stuff plays better as a starter. I think he's actually at a huge advantage being a starter rather than a long reliever or anything like that. So, I, I, I what's up? Nope. Finish. I'm I'm interested to see how he does. I think if you give him the leash and let it let him take over that five starter role, it would not shock me one bit if if he won the five starter job out of camp. Wouldn't shock me at all if he came out and put up three starter numbers or better. And I think that the cutter like really solidifies that was, you know, what I was going to mention. If you look at his pitch mix and you look at, I don't know how we've all of a sudden started drawing comparisons to Corbin Burns. I mean, it was just the RPM, but his pitch mix is very similar too. He's that Corbin Burns is great because he's that sinker changeup slider guy. And then the cutter just throws a whole different, you know, look on those lefty batters up and in. And uh, it, it just if he can really develop that in the way that it looks like he is and have that in his pitch mix, not just every once in a while, but as a bona fide pitch, then that gives him all the tools he needs, um, you know, to be a solid starter. And if he has that number five role, which I think he will now with Montas out, I, I feel like I would take Schmidt over Herman definitely, unless there's some trade that is looming. Um, I think he has a much higher ceiling than Herman. I agree. I think Herman has the higher floor. I think he has the higher floor and Clark has the higher ceiling. I would agree. But I think the way you're going to, you know, see what you have is to give him the five spot out of camp, give him a few times through the rotation and see what he does, especially with a new pitch. I wouldn't hate a six man rotation to start either. I mean, you got Rodon and he's got an injury history. Sevy, we all know he has an injury history. I mean, Nestor is coming off supposedly a tweaked hamstring. Why why not go with a six-man rotation out of camp? Keep Cole on his normal rest. Try and keep Rodon on his normal rest. But throw in a six-starter here and there to give those other guys a break. Why, you Who's have that? nothing to lose. Are you saying Domingo? Yeah, Domingo, Clark. Uh, Bullpen day. I think Debbie didn't look terrible. But I, Debbie, I, I, I'm so out on Debbie. I forgot. I literally forgot about him. We'll continue to forget about. Oh, him. I saw like Dude, a two-year like article an about ERA him. over the last two years. Such a shame, too, because he's twenty-three, and we were so in on him. You know what's crazy? Talking about age, I was just looking this up. Clark Schmidt's twenty-seven. He just turned twenty-seven. It's time we got it. We got to use this. I was younger. <laughs> yeah, that's my point. I I thought he was like twenty-four, twenty-five. I mean, uh, no fault of his own. If they brought him up as a starter, I think he would have been a bona fide starter in a rotation. I think he had a higher ceiling than Jordan Montgomery did. Just like, show, I, I think we need to use him now. Like we, he needs to be. If he's not the fifth starter, I'm gonna be upset, especially with this we'll, cutter. But even even without this cutter, if we were just talking normal Clark Schmidt coming into the year, I think it's it's time. Like he's yeah. been in the majors, he's been around the block. Let's do it. Well, this is my bone to pick with it, too, is that he needs to be developed and stretched out as a starter over the course of an entire season. It does him no justice in his development. It does him no justice in his season or ability. If you're throwing in between bullpen practice, because that's what they ended up doing last year, is they would 
rather than getting starts in, or they did it in the back half of the year, but rather than getting starts in, they were trying to work him in wrong, long relief, which is just fucking him over in the minors too. You're not doing anything to help his growth when you're putting him in a role that he's not suited for. Agreed. Agreed. Um, I'm excited for him this I year. Too. I'm excited to do his, uh, his roll call. Maybe we start with his roll call. Seems like Why it's not? an opportune time to start with that. All right, I think that's it for me. You guys have anything else you want to chat about before we get out of here? All right. No. Um, we are going to start recording roll calls. We've already recorded a bunch of them. We're going to start releasing them um, on Thursday, and we're going to do a bunch of uh, – they're going to be 15-minute mini episodes for every player on the Yankees, all the important ones at least. And uh, I might do one for our pal Brandon Lockridge as well, uh, just for funsies. He, uh, yeah, we're going to start doing those and should be fun. See you guys later. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.